Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Congressman Mark Amaday, one of the 12 Cardinals now, here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Take a look at Pro Group Management and see how your workers' comp requirements can be met head on. By taking a proactive approach, Pro Group can assure that your company is meeting or exceeding state and federal standards. As you move forward in your industry, Pro Group moves with you, simplifying regulatory tasks, clearing the way so you can get the job done and look to your future success. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. Nevada Newsmakers Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're always pleased to welcome back to the program Congressman Mark Amaday of CD2. I know you're Catholic. I didn't know you were a cardinal until just recently. <laughs> There's Catholic history. There's an Amaday plot in the Carson Cemetery, but uh, you don't want to hear the rest of the story why we did not attend the Catholic Church when I was growing up. That's probably not fit for your show. Okay. <laughs> um, but... but uh, you are now one of the 12 cardinals. Explain to the folks who may not understand what that means. Um, th there are 12 subcommittees of the Appropriations Committee which handle all the discretionary spending. And so the chairman of those 12 subcommittees, um, th those committees meet, do their work, forward their work to the committee as a whole which passes on it all and creates the 12 appropriations bills for discretionary spending that go on the House floor. The Senate's supposed to do the same thing but they have to talk to somebody from the Senate for exactly what they don't do. Um, but anyhow, so I'm, the, I'm one of those 12 subcommittee uh, chairpersons. Uh, and what's your responsibility? Well, the, the ledge branch has uh, the, the, uh, the Congressional Budget Office, the, uh, government account, uh, the GAO, Government Accountability Office, the Capitol Police, uh, Architect of the Capitol, Government Printing, um, Library of Congress. It's kind of the like the mayor of the of the campus, if you will, committee. 
stuff that, that you don't have to rely on the president's budget for. This is Congress's own budget on how you operate. Okay, so a couple of people have said to me over the last week, okay, so what does this mean for Nevada? Well, what it means is, is, is that when you sit down in those meetings with those 12 folks on the discretionary budget, Sam, that, you're, that you now have a seat at the table in terms of, uh, by the way, I need some help on this or help on that or whatever. Um, some people have said, well, you know, it means more pork or this or that or the other sort of thing. And I think context is always important in this business. And it's like um, after $6 trillion in COVID type of stuff, I don't think there's a lot of people running around saying, hey, here we go, because not, not even all that money's spent yet. Um, and actually, we're going to try to claw back some of it that hasn't been obligated or anything else like that. So, but, but I think what, what, what do you think the chances of that happening are? Well, if it hasn't been spent, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, Civics 101, uh, the Senate has to agree to and, and that sort of stuff. But I'll tell you what, it's a much stronger position than Nancy, Chuck, and Joe all get together and decide this is the way it's going to be. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It won't be easy, but it will be, I think, the end of yeehaw, the debt doesn't matter. Um, you know, 31 plus trillion uh, a week ago, uh, you hit the limit. So now they're going to be juggling while we, we do that stuff. And, and I don't think that, you know, a lot of the national commentators, not journalists, commentators um, are having fun with this and oh my God, Armageddon and all that. It's, it's like I, even Kevin McCarthy has said, well, we're not going to go into default, um, but we do want to try to make every effort we can to start being a, a tad bit more responsible with, with federal spending. And this has been something that uh, we can blame both Democrats and Republicans for over the last two administrations, no doubt. If you want to be real, if, if you want to be real honest about the whole thing, it, it's like, hey, the, the Trump administration, um, the, the, the budgets that were going before that even, it, it, it's like both sides like to play the, 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 oh, it's all the other side's fault. But there's been very little courage, politically speaking, in terms of really getting down and saying, okay, how do we try to start being more responsible with the federal budget and federal spending? All right, so let's look at it from a slightly different perspective. I remember talking to Reno's Ty Cobb several years ago about the budget deficit, and he was somewhat of a deficit hawk. And I said, isn't the reality that eventually this problem is taken care of by inflation, that the debt becomes inflated because the value of the dollar goes down so much um, that, you know, and we're seeing it at this moment with, you know, $10 eggs and, you know, $15 bacon. Um, but, but isn't that the way that one eventually solves the problem is that the value of money overall in this country is reduced? Well, I think when you talk about the value of money, once again, you got to do it in context. And that is, so you can say, well, that'll take care of it. But on the other hand, when you sit there and talk about the masses and $10 eggs, and you look at how wages are or aren't growing, um, and you look at, I mean, in this area, it's like housing. Not that you're buying a house necessarily, although that's still a big piece of the market, just finding rental stuff. So when you look at all of those things put together, a strong economy, I think incoming tide raises all boats. And to strengthen that economy, when you look at the, the federal government as part of that, you know, it wasn't that long ago with interest rates where they were, it was like, ah, it's free money. 
Right. And, and you know, you're kind of like, well. You actually said on this program, because I asked you about that, and you said, no, when, when the uh, interest rates go up, we're going to have to pay those. It is not we're zero forever. Right. We're there now. And so you're sitting there going, it's a half a trillion dollars a year now for the debt. As much as the defense budget. And, and you're sitting there going, hey, that doesn't sound like good management to me. I mean, there's, uh, you know, everybody's got their, their pet view. But in an overall sense, in terms of you want a strong United States economy, you want, you know, good things happening for folks in the country, the workforce, ownership, the whole nine yards, people paying taxes. And it's like this dynamic that's, that's in motion right now just doesn't feel or sound or commonsensically makes me think, okay, we're in good shape. It's like, we got some work to do. Okay, but the, the, there's so many ironies, okay? Go back 30 years, when I bought my house, my second on my house was 17%. 17%. I mean, it was frightening, but it was doable. Um, the 6% we're sitting at roughly around today um, is actually good for savers and, and senior citizens and people who want to buy CDs and things like that. Um, it's actually more of a normal rate, and we need unemployment at a certain level to be able to have a, a business that operates properly because that way it's not such a struggle to get employees because people actually want jobs and they're willing to take them for maybe a little bit less money. So there's lots of things going on here. I'm not seeing that right now, Sam. I, I, Which I mean, part? I get Which you part? theoretically. Well, first of all, the employment thing. I mean, every place you go in the service industry, help wanted, help wanted. You talk about supply chain, it's still a problem. But There's isn't, a report isn't, okay. out today that talks about, hey, guess what? If you're flying, and by the way, demand's still up, but it's like, we got a problem with airplanes now. So you got older airplanes, the newer ones, they can't get the supplies. And, and I'm not saying that, Sam, it's like, listen, we're in charge of the house now. We've got to be part of the solution. But saying that is like, I, I'll just say this. I get you theoretically, but the status quo doesn't feel real good right now. Well, I think that we're still in motion. Obviously, we're still in motion. Um, people's savings haven't completely run out yet. People's credit cards haven't been maxed out yet. But don't you think that there's going to be an ugly shock to those that should have been back to work that are suddenly going to find that their credit card interest rate is 29% and I do. they are never going to get out of that? I do. I do. And then it's like, well, how do you deal with that? It's kind of like the, the real estate stuff. Uh, not that long ago, it's like, oh, we've got this foreclosure crisis. How are people going to get out of their houses, out of those loans? Well, it kind of, you know, resolved itself, although there's still a little bit of after effect from that floating around that nobody talks about. So, you, you know, the, the real irony is, is what's important is what national, at least on the stage that, that I work in, is what the national commentators are saying is important. And what they're not saying may still be important, but, the, but people are not talking about it. And so you have to deal with all of those things. It, it's the multitasking uh, sweepstakes. I get that. I watched uh, the Sunday news shows this weekend, and it was funny to me to watch um, that the debt ceiling was the most exciting thing for everybody to talk about. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we have obscured all the other real issues. We know the debt, you know, for those that follow this over the years, you know there's always a battle, it always gets resolved, the United States doesn't default. But actually talk about the real issues, I don't think so. Let's talk about a real big issue when we come back. We'll be right back with Congressman Amade after this timeout.
Get into the Carson Valley Inn for cash and getaway giveaways. Cash and free play drawings every Thursday and Saturday with a $1,000 winner guaranteed each drawing night. And grand prize giveaways including $10,000 in cash are the ultimate Hawaiian vacation package guaranteed. It's the cash and getaway giveaways only at the Carson Valley Inn. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino. This is Nevada Newsmakers. I'm back on Nevada Newsmakers. We continue our conversation with Congressman Mark Amadeo of CD2. So in talking about things that should be newsworthy but aren't, is what's going on in Ukraine and, the f and to me, I think it's a fact that the United States is in a war with Russia. We are supplying all this military. Um, Jackie Rosen, uh, our senator, said on the program last September that from the very beginning there was an agreement to backfill all of the weaponry that we're supplying. So every arms manufacturer in the United States is going at full tilt to try and replenish the stocks. Um, and my question, um, was about contractors. You know, um, we heard that in Afghanistan at the end, there was probably three to four U.S. soldiers. When they left, we found out there was 135,000 contractors. How many contractors does the United States have either in Ukraine or nearby Ukraine? And are those contractors really actually should be called mercenaries? Well, I, I mean, I don't think there's there's much discussion about that. Of course, they're getting paid in a war context. That that makes you at least in the old-fashioned sense a mercenary. Um, you know, Ukraine. If you go back to before this, and and I, I'm just saying, I think these are the facts. Ukraine was not exactly a bunch of virgins on the world Correct. stage. Correct. But but that doesn't make that doesn't make it okay to try to basically appropriate their country from a neighbor. You know, we, we dealt with that in the Middle East to varying degrees of success or, or whatnot. But having said all that, we look at the byproducts from that, and, and Ukraine is part of the issue. The other part of the issue is you ended up with Finland 
and, and uh, uh, Sweden coming into NATO, wanting to come into NATO, which is kind of unusual for, for right. the history there. So there's a byproduct there. But then the other thing, Sam, that, that, that concerns me is you sit there and you go, well, I don't want to be in a war in Ukraine, and I don't think anybody does. So we've kind of covered that with, well, there's no troops on the ground. It's like, eh, I think that's mostly true. But there's advisors floating around that are in uniform that are, I'm sure it's like there's nobody there guarding which side of the border you're on. Um, but they're, they're at least trying to be careful about it. But here's the other thing. If you don't push back on, on Putin, then you're sitting there and you go, well, what's China going to think? What message are you sending to China? What message are you sending to North Korea? What message are you sending to Iran? And not that any of that stuff is, is static and you know that 2 plus 2 is 4 because it isn't over there. But all that stuff where you're going, you're kind of between a rock and a hard spot where you don't want to be engaged in a war, but you do have to be involved because if it's like, forget it, we're done with all that stuff, then now you got a half a dozen other places around the world where people are going, well, if they're not doing anything on this. So it's not a great situation to be in, but I don't think you can, you can't go, you shouldn't have troops there, but you can't ignore it. I know there was a dust up between some of the European countries because uh, who was it? Poland's mad at Germany because they won't give them tanks. Well, we won't give them tanks. And, and, and so I don't understand all of the give and take in terms of, well, you can have the missile defense, but you can't have this. And it's like, listen, do you want the Russians out of Ukraine so we can say you can't appropriate a country? That's kind of a basic concept. But how you do it is obviously a, a big challenge. But Sam, here's the other thing. You need a strong executive branch and that command structure for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and all those other sort of things to make you feel better about things that you're doing and you've got, and guess what? Afghanistan pullout did not make us think that we had a strong command structure. And, and I'm not saying therefore that stain is there at forever. It is, but going forward it's like, well, did you learn anything? Are we getting better? And so there's not a lot of confidence in that command structure. Right okay, now. but let, let me just make this point and then let's move on because I have, a more, I think, a more important point. Donald Trump wanted to get out of Afghanistan as well. I don't think it would have been any smoother or cleaner um, in the Trump administration pulling out than it was with the Biden administration pulling out because you're in a situation of where you can't give advance notice. It takes months, if not years, to move the troops into place. You, you're not going to do it overnight and I'll get out. I'll just leave it with, case. I simply disagree with your analysis. Okay, fine. What's the next question? The, ne the next part then is going back to Ukraine. Are, is what we're trying to do right now because of the rate that we are supplying equipment and, uh, and bullets and, and bombs, trying to outspend the Russians the way we did in the Cold War to where the Russia just collapses economically in terms of war. Well, I don't know if that's a part of it, but I can tell you this from what you said earlier is I don't believe that we're backfilling. Uh, you, you oh, we, you know, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I can give you phone numbers of contractors in the state of Nevada that will tell you they are hiring like crazy. Well, they are hiring like crazy, but if you call the Department of Defense and say, hey, I want 300 stingers now because we got to move them to Taiwan, they ain't got them. They haven't got them because they're now There's relying. There's a lag. 
I, I understand because uh, now Israel, from our stockpile in Israel, we are supplying weapons to Ukraine. Yeah. From our stockpile in South Korea, these are U.S. weapons that are stockpiled in those countries. We are moving those because we cannot manufacture this stuff fast enough. That should alarm everybody. Yes, it should. And, and let me tell you what it is. I know that it's not all, uh, 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 but you get down to basic competence questions. It's like, you know if you're going to be supplying Ukraine with this, this, and that, and that you, you know what they're asking for, even if you've said no, that somebody in that logistical chain and in that planning department in the Pentagon needs to go, hey, we're almost out of beans and bullets over here. We need to start cranking that up. Well, maybe those guys are cranking it up, but right now we're vulnerable because it hasn't been backfilled in any sort of a competent manner. And then you got the other folks sharpshooting it because it's like, hey, you left all this stuff in Afghanistan. Not that that would have solved the problem in Ukraine, but still it just leads to that confidence in the company, if you will, being able to deliver its product. It's not a, highly, it's not a high confidence time. All right, let's, let's leave this portion here. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Other topics after this time out. Get into the Carson Valley Inn for cash and getaway giveaways. Cash and free play drawings every Thursday and Saturday with a $1,000 winner guaranteed each drawing night. And grand prize giveaways including $10,000 in cash or the ultimate Hawaiian vacation package guaranteed. It's the cash and getaway giveaways only at the Carson Valley Inn. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses large and small employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. Southwest Specialties has been making the homes and businesses of Nevada beautiful for more than 20 years. Their experienced designers and craftsmen create the walkways, backyards, water features, and a variety of outdoor cooking areas that add curb appeal and value to your investment. Call today or visit them at their website and see how they can make your outdoor spaces special. Southwest Specialties, creative, distinctive, beautiful. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real. It's growing. And it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. It's the 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Plus, win your share of 50,000 in cash. The 10 million point Break the Bank giveaways plus 50,000 in cash at Tamarack Casino. Now through February 25th, your good times are at Tamarack Casino. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Congressman Mark Amaday of CD2 Lands Bills. Let's start out talking about Ivanpah. This is the area um, that's near Prim that they want to turn into the second airport for Las Vegas. Yep. It has just not been discussed publicly by anybody really but me for a long time. Um, but apparently there was a briefing to all the major casinos on the Las Vegas Strip last week um, saying that they were going to take a bill uh, to the legislature 
uh, and I don't know the details of that bill, but going to the legislature, um, things seem to me moving forward here. That is a huge tract of land. That is a huge economic development opportunity. Um, and the fly in the ointment may be that they need to move actually passenger aircraft from Harry Reid to the new airport. What can you share, if anything, about all this? Well, um, Clark County had a lands bill in, in the 117th Congress that didn't get marked up in the Senate. Part of the problem is, is you've got uh, on the Senate Natural Resources Committee, you've got an individual who has who's who's decided lands bills are evil, back to the Harry Reid days. Um, and, and so what I've been told by other members of the delegation is it's this guy, and who? And who? David Brooks is his name. He's a staffer on, on, on the Senate Natural Resources Committee. We've got a request in through uh, John Garamendi's office to meet with Senator Manchin and ask that, that he be there to go, listen, um, the excuses, and this is Clark County, by the way, Sam, Sniplema is 22, 23 years old. Okay, the Southern Nevada uh, land, Public Lands Management Act, yeah. which has allowed Las Vegas to grow and matriculate over the last 20 years Sam, every community in Nevada is surrounded by federal land. I'm not saying that's good, bad. That's just a plain fact. Every community in Nevada is surrounded by federal land. So if your community wants to grow, you need to go treat with federal lands and that process. Okay, so, so hang on, let, let, because we're going to run out of time here. Um, so the lands bill is needed for Ivanpah to move forward? Yeah, you need to update Sniplema after 20 some odd years. That's not an unreasonable thing. And to have come out of some staff, not members of the Senate or House, staff to say, well, I don't like where the money goes. You look at where Sniplema money is gone, Sam. It's Amazing. gone to totally transparent, totally federal related thing. Lake Tahoe, uh, the Lake Tahoe Restoration Act is a federal law that Sniplema money goes to. What's the problem? Or we don't we don't want to get rid of any federal lands. Really, owning 83% or 85% of Nevada is just the minimum we can get by with? Come on. Okay, so is this the same problem holding up uh, Fernley, Lyon County bills? Yeah, because they've all got Sniplema type language in them. It's like we in Nevada think it's pretty good and it's not irresponsible and it isn't hosing the federal government. You have to buy this stuff. Okay, so who is David Brooks's boss? Joe Manchin and Patty Joe. Murray before that. Wow, okay. That, sadly, that is where we have to leave it. Always great to have you on the program, sir. Thank you for doing this as always and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. And Take we'll care. be right back. Everyone is talking about opioids, but they're not the only drugs that can be harmful if taken in large quantities or not as prescribed. You also need to be aware of side effects from anxiety drugs, muscle relaxants, sleep aids, and stimulants. Mixing prescription drugs with other drugs or alcohol can be dangerous. If you take an Ambien with a glass of wine, it may be enough to stop you from breathing. Prescribed drugs can be just as dangerous as illegal drugs. Take medications only as directed. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. 
Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Each day, the Children's Advocacy Alliance partners with leaders, legislators, and families across Nevada to improve children's health, education, economic well-being, and safety. We recognize Nevada will be no better than the state of its children. Be a part of this change. Be a supporter of the Children's Advocacy Alliance. For more information, go to caanv.org. As always, you can watch Nevada Newsmakers 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com. We'll see you on the next show.